God, we bless you today. We bless you today. You can be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I want to remind you about Wednesday during our fast. Uh, we're meeting at the Cherry Creek Commons at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. We had a powerful time of prayer. Man, just, just it, it, you, Pastor Mike, I can only come for 10 minutes. Then make it a powerful 10 minutes while you're there. Amen. Just drop in. You don't have to do anything. Uh, we've got some music that's going to stop in and let the presence of God uh, be an encouragement and a strength and uh, a, a challenge to you. And you are welcome to come and uh, be in that atmosphere. This Wednesday, 2700 Cherry Creek Court. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 9, Psalm chapter 9 in the word this morning, Psalm chapter 9, amen. We're in a brand new series in this brand new year, happy new year to you, amen, happy new year to me too, Pastor Mike, okay, cool. Uh, this is the interactive church, amen, happy new year, right on, okay, right on, bless you, God bless you. We're in a brand new series entitled Accelerate. Somebody say Accelerate. Accelerate. Mm. God is doing a work in the earth. God's doing a work in our hearts. He's doing a work in this church. He's doing a work in this community. Come on, somebody say amen. The word Accelerate means, I want to talk to you this morning about divine acceleration. Divine acceleration. The word Accelerate means to increase speed, gain momentum, or undergo a change of velocity. Pastor Mike, what does velocity mean? Cool word, okay? So velocity is the speed of something in that given direction. Am I making sense? So to change the to, to, to change the speed of that something, amen, to accelerate the speed of that something. We're going, I believe as a church, we're going in the right direction. Amen. The right direction is people. The right direction is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The right direction is the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody. The right direction is the Holy Spirit. Amen. God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're going in the right direction. Amen. And so to accelerate means that we're going in the right direction. And God, he could change the velocity of that. He could change the speed of something. You, you look around to yourself and just a year old... Uh, congratulations, Becky. It's her one-year anniversary here at Hope City Church. God bless you. Thank you. All right, many of you, <clears throat> it might be your third month, your one-week anniversary. God bless you. Your one year. You know, we celebrated one year in November, but in and through this, okay, we're talking about acceleration. Now, in 2019, Cassie and I, there were several several others of us from uh, from our church there in the state of California, Legacy Church. We had the opportunity to be on a missions trip. Even our grandson, I think Jace was four. Was he four or five years old? And uh, you'll think on that. Let us know. I uh, had the opportunity. I saw our eyes just go this way. Uh, I had the, We had this opportunity to be on a missions trip. Okay, it was Jace's first missions trip. But we went to Ventura, California. Pastor Mike, that's not a missions trip. It is a missions trip because people need the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. I don't care if it's Ventura, California, Russellville, Missouri, Zambia, Africa. Come on, somebody. Seoul, Korea. Amen. And so we're, we're down there, and a friend of ours was planting a church there. And so Legacy Church, among others, we had driven down there to celebrate them, to encourage them. 
uh, we, we were there to do an outreach to the people in the community where we set up and manned 10 different inflatables, okay? That's missions work enough right there. I was done, okay? We just set up all the equipment, okay? And then we had to watch all the students come through. We were at a mall, and they're coming in. They're jumping. They, we're giving them uh, different gifts and activities, amen? We handed out hundreds of invite cards, okay, uh, to people in their church. It was an incredible trip. But on our way home, on our way home, uh, there was a wildfire, okay, different in the state of California than it is in the state of Missouri. If there's a fire in the state of Missouri, okay, the generalization is they're going to get that fire put out. In the state of California, things get destroyed for miles and miles and miles, like towns get destroyed, okay, in the state of California, literally. So we're coming back from this trip. There's a wildfire that had broken out in our county, and literally every entrance, think about this, every entrance and exit into Ukiah, California, you could not get in or out. Okay, you could not get in or out. It's blocking every exit. So if the fire continues to accumulate, the, the fire continues to do its thing, it's going to destroy Ukiah, California, where we live, okay, and the rest of our family was. And we're trying to get back home, okay, we're trying to get back home, and they're doing everything they can to open up the exit to the highway, but people coming into Ukiah, they're trying to hold us out. They got, they got traffic going out, but nobody coming in. And uh, being from the, the Midwest, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea of this kind of experience, what, what we were, what we were uh, coming back from. But they begin to close these highways all around us and, uh, uh, so, they could, so we couldn't come in, but people could come out. And we're literally praying God allow the highways to open back up so we could get back onto the roadway. I got worship music literally on the church van. Come on, somebody. I'm literally, God, we, we've got to get back in and get our families. I don't care about our stuff. I just want to get our families and help them. We don't know what in the world that we're doing. Let us get accelerating. We're sitting in traffic. We're off the side of the road, okay? And there's fire literally all around us. We're watching fire go up. It, it, it came to one side of the highway. It jumps the highway, and it goes up this mountain. And we're sitting there watching this, okay, from a distance. And we're like, Bro, what are we going to do? We're calling everybody like, I don't think we're going to melt here, okay? But we're, we're trying to get to you. We're trying to get to you. And so we're trying to navigate these next steps. Amen. We had one mission. One mission. Get into Ukiah so we could get our families to help them navigate out to our next steps. That's our one mission. And progress had come to a halt. We desperately needed to get moving. And I distinctively remember that, that, that fire had jumped a mountain. We're watching it. It's nighttime. We're watching this fire climb up the mountain. Amen. And, and as, we're, as we're looking at this, you've got Highway 101 that runs north and south, okay? And you've got Highway 20 that runs east and west towards Sacramento. Then all the other small routes and junctions, we're looking everywhere. We're looking everywhere. Batteries running out on our phones. Come on, not enough chargers, okay? We're looking everywhere, trying to find a route around this fire, trying to find a space around, and they're telling us, to just please wait. Just please hold still. Amen. So all these other routes, all these other junctions are fed by Highway 101 and, and, and Highway 20. And so we're stuck. We're literally stationary for hours. And we're literally praying for a miracle, and then God showed up. Come on, somebody. I believe with all my heart God showed up. They begin to open the highways. It wasn't very long. We started, got accelerating again, and we're just thanking God. I'm thanking God, driving in through there, praying all kinds of stuff, just 
blessing him. I was so ready to get accelerating. We got back to the house, and, and our family in Ukiah, they were like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. It's not even close to us. And we were like, but we thought it was burning the place down. We thought it was coming in. And they started destroying the fire and putting the fire out. Incredible, 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 incredible. So I'm here to, this morning to talk to you about that just a bit. Talk about acceleration, okay? So acceleration, point number one, acceleration or acceleration is about movement. Everybody say movement. Acceleration is about movement. There's times in our own personal lives or our church life and ministry calling when it feels like we're stuck. When it feels like we're unable to move at any pace, amen, we, we kind of get into a space and we're just kind of stuck. And other times openings be, begin to appear and it's time to accelerate. It's time to, hey, it's time to go around this situation or go through this situation. So in Psalm chapter 9 and verse 1, I love this. The scripture says, I will praise you, Lord, with my all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done, I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. My enemies, I love this verse 3, my enemies retreated. Somebody say retreated. Look here. They staggered and died when you appeared. Amen. God shows up and enemies stagger and die. Am I making sense to you? Verse 4, for you have judged in my favor. From your throne you have judged with fairness. You've rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You've erased their names forever. The enemy is finished in endless ruins. The cities you uprooted are now forgotten. I want to tell you this morning that God is the God of acceleration. Our God is the God of acceleration. Amen. And he's able to speed things up. Remember velocity. I, I believe this with all my heart. When God sees somebody moving in the right direction and doing the right thing, I believe the velocity shows up and God begins to push them in that direction a little bit harder, a little bit faster. Have you ever skated? Anybody ever skated? Man, you start feeling a bit confident and you like try a little trick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like I'm just going to try. And then, bam, before you know it, you cracked your head. Brandon Abbott. And you say to yourself, I'm never going to do this again. Huh? But how many of you guys ever got back on those skates or got back on that bike? Or some of y'all got back in that car. And you should not be driving. Praise God. Amen. You get back in that car, keep on driving. Listen, God's able to kind of move those things at, at a faster rate than humanly possible. And I believe that God is a God of acceleration. God is able. He's Listen, he's, he's more than able. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Think about this, above and beyond all that you're asking or thinking or dreaming or imagining. Amen. And one of the things I've learned about acceleration is that it also leads to increased opposition. Amen? Acceleration leads to opposition. Therefore, expect opposition. Expect the enemy. Seemingly, every time you decide in your heart to do more, accomplish more, worship more, 
study God's word more or give more to God's kingdom purposes, it seems as if you face more enemies. It's almost like it gives you more street cred in hell. Listen, I'm not trying to get street credit in hell. Come on, somebody. I'm not trying to start no fights. But if there's going to be a fight, I know who my maker and creator, I know who my warrior is. The scripture says the Lord is a warrior. A warrior is his name. Amen. I know that God has got this. Amen. And I'm not doing it. I'm not trying to start uh, fights or, or get credit for some reason in this, this hellish fight. But scripture teaches that if they hated Jesus, they're going to hate me. The devil hates me. Hell hates me. Come on, somebody. And that's not an excuse. Watch this. This is good preaching right here. That's not an excuse to be an absolute jerk to everyone. Amen. Because scripture also teaches that we are to earn the respect of every person. That takes work. That takes time. That takes energy. And might I remind you here in verse 3 through 6 in Psalm chapter 9 that God's people have always faced opposition. Can I welcome you to the party? Amen. God's people face opposition. Okay. And sometimes, amen, sometimes you know you're going in the wrong direction when you face the opposition. Sometimes you know you're going in the right one. Hello? Pastor Mike, how do you know that? When the Holy Spirit tells you. He will tell you. He'll speak to you. Amen. God's people have always faced opposition. Opposition and animosity are extremely painful. They're very difficult. However, in Christ, you are more than an overcomer. Scripture promises that you will overcome the enemy that's around you and surrounding you. Amen. That's around you and surrounding you. That does not mean, listen, that you win every argument and destroy everyone within your wake. Praise God. That's wisdom. But it does mean that God will move on your behalf as your mind, body, soul, and spirit are right with him. Praise God. So I'm asking the question, point number one, what? Is your reason to accelerate? What's your reason? Huh? Because when you get a reason, oh, come on, somebody. When you get a reason, nothing in all of hell can stop you. Nothing surrounding you, no community member, no friend, no enemy, no family, nothing can stop you. You just get a reason and God will bless you. So what's your reason? What's your reason? Point number two acceleration is about momentum. In these scriptures right here, just in these scriptures in Psalm chapter 9, we can look and ask, Pastor Mike, when did the momentum shift? When was it that literally the momentum shifted? Well, I'm going to point it out. It was at the very beginning of verse 1 and 2, whenever David began to sing worship and he began to exalt his maker and creator God. That's when the momentum shifted. That's when heaven woke up. Come on, somebody. They never sleep or slumber. But that's when they were alerted to what was going on down here. And all of a sudden, God says, hey, something's happening to one of my kids. Come on, somebody. Secondly, there is an unparalleled moment in verse 3 through 6 as our enemies retreat. Amen. This is good right here. That's a definitive acceleration 
of velocity, just right there, okay? And the enemy, scripture says, they'll come at you, and God will make them, as they come at you, unified, they come at you, everybody's ready to get you. The scripture says they will, they will scatter in seven different directions. Somebody say seven. seven. Amen. Seven different directions. And this phrase, watch this right here, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction. Or they'll come in unified. Everybody's coming in across the same bridge. Come on, somebody. Can you hear what I'm saying? But it says this. Scripture says, but they will scatter in seven. They'll scatter from you in seven. Now, this phrase right here, this expression in Deuteronomy, this, this scripture, this word from God, is expressive of an entire victory. A complete retreat. Amen. A complete and utter dispersion of an enemy. And God is declaring every direction your enemy could try to take to make their escape, that's the direction that they're going to head. Any seven, got, they're, they're thinking in their minds, I've just got to get out of here. And bam, any seven, they are going to dissipate. They are going to disappear. I love this. And this is a promise of security that even if your enemies come against you in one way, in the firmest and most unified manner, God will make them scatter in seven different ways. Come on, somebody. Amen. He talks about it in Scripture, how all of their enemies, at times they were utterly broken. Or God's enemies were confounded. Or they were confused. Or they were destroyed. Or I love this. They were staggering. What happens when you stab somebody? You stab them. Bam, you stab them. They stagger like zombies. Come on, you shoot somebody. They start staggering. Come on, somebody. Amen. You, you go to defeat them. They're, they're staggering. Scripture talks about that, that they're staggering away from God. And finally, here's my favorite. They were rerouted. <laughs> they're rerouted. Gone out of there. Amen. I also believe God here in the book of Deuteronomy. This is so powerful right here. Watch this. You can look at it on a map. I don't have time to show you, but it, it, here in Deuteronomy mentions seven nations by name. Seven nations by name. When God tells Josh, God told Moses and the people, and only Joshua and Caleb was ready to go take the land. Do you remember? The other ten was like, uh-uh. There's the giants are too big. And God's word doesn't make sense right now. That's, that's what was going on. We don't believe. We're like grasshoppers in their eyes. You remember the story. And only two, Joshua and Caleb, believed. And so in this right here, God says, I want you to go take the land. He's talking about these seven enemies. The Canaanites, the Amorites, the, Hitt the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, and the Gergashites. Okay? Hey, where you live, Gergash? I'm a Gergashite. Anyways. Watch this. Each nation larger than Israel, more powerful than Israel. And God says, go take the land. God's stating, I'll defeat them. I'll destroy all your enemies without and within. I love that. God stated, I, I'll, I'll do all this. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus, Jesus Christ himself, all of heaven, he defeated death, hell, and the grave. 
right? Look at this. I just pulled out seven miracles right here. He heals the lame. He heals the blind, the paralytic, the mute, the woman with the issue of blood, the man with the withered hand, the mother-in-law with the fever to represent any and all enemies of our physical bodies. Any. God is able to defeat. Amen. God is able to destroy. He will make them scatter. Amen. He'll make them stagger. Come on, somebody. Amen. Now watch this. Then I picked out, I picked out uh, some, some, some spiritual enemies. Jesus heals the oppressed. He heals the demon-possessed. He heals the liar, the adulterer, the drunkard, the sexually immoral. And most importantly, he forgives the sins of all people. What a miracle. What a sign. What an acceleration of his kingdom. Amen. And his purposes. And that represents all the spiritual enemies. Here's my favorite for all of you veterans in the house. You ready? He defeats all enemies, foreign and domestic. I've been trying to say it all week, man. I've been trying to say it all week. All enemies, foreign and domestic. Pastor Mike, Pastor Mike, when did the acceleration take place? Right there in verse 3. When it states, God has my enemies staggering. And dying when he shows up. Amen. Here's the the question. Point number two. Point number two. Here's the question. What's your reason for growing your faith? When you get a reason. Huh? When you get a reason. You're not hungry no more. I'm fasting. Come on, somebody. But you get a reason. And something in that hunger pain goes to your mind and says, hey, you know what? I I know I'm fasting. I know I'm believing God for a miracle. Okay? That little Debbie snack cake, and I love little Debbie, her and I. Listen, we're best of friends. Look, I got little Debbie on speed dial, okay? I look at her and I say, no thanks, little Debbie. I got mission and purpose that you know not of. I got vision that you don't know about. Huh? Amen. Point number three. Acceleration is about mission. Acceleration is about mission. God's kingdom is missional. Mission is about serving others. I love this church. Come on, somebody. I love this church. Serving its community. Serving those around and about us. Serving our own, our, our, the needs of our own people and those around and about us. Amen. Mission is about loving others. And here's, here's the word ministry. The word ministry literally means Meeting the needs of others. Amen. It's exactly what it means. You're meeting the needs. So mission, uh, uh, ministry is mission's work. Amen. And missions is about assignment. Look at this. Being sent to accomplish the sharing, the spreading, the securing of our faith in the lives of others. Look at Matthew chapter 11 and verse 1. Chase, would you give me just a little bit of monitor right here? Matthew chapter 11 and verse 1. When Jesus had finished giving these instructions to his 12 disciples, he went out to teach and preach in towns throughout the region. John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus. This is after John the Baptist has baptized Jesus. And he spoke to the world and the community. 
This is the Lamb of God, the Savior of the world. This, this man, I, I don't even have the ability, I don't, I don't have the, the honor of even unlatching this man's shoes right now. Okay? Now he's asking, are you the Messiah? He sends his message to Jesus' disciples. Amen? He sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? And Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you have seen. Excuse me, what you have heard and seen. The blind see. The lame walk. Those with leprosy are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are being raised to life. And the good news is being preached to the poor. He goes on and ministers to John's disciples. Amen. And then he says this in verse 12, if you skip down in that same chapter. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. Forcefully advancing. We're fighting through the advancement. We're struggling through the advancement. We're moving through the advancement. But we're forcefully pushing through. Come on, somebody. Amen. That the gospel will be preached. Amen. I'm challenged, I'm challenged by inflation. I'm challenged by gas prices. Violently challenged by inflation. Amen. And we push on through. Amen. We're violently challenged. Amen. By, hey, let's take the word of God out of schools. Let's take it out of the government. Let's just take it out of the United States of America. We're challenged. Yet the word of God is still the most purchased book in all of the world every year still. It's a bestseller on every list. Amen. Because the word of God can't change. Amen. Praise God. And he says this, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. But what is, point number three, here's the question. What's your reason? What's your reason for committing deeper? What's your reason for committing greater? What's your reason for committing more focused in God's kingdom? You remember Jesus' disciples, all of them laid down their life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll fight through the inflation. Amen. I'll fight through the gas problems. I'll fight through the ridicule. I'll fight through my enemies. Amen. We, we got to keep pushing. They gave their blood. Come on, somebody. All but John, the revelator, praise God. And God is ready to advance his mission and his purposes in the earth. God is prepared to utilize you for his mission, and he trusts you with his assignment. Amen? I got a lot of friends in here. Some of you I don't trust with my car. Huh? Wouldn't trust you with the keys to my house. Come on, come on. Can I, can I get an Amen? I wouldn't trust you with an overnight with my kids. I'm just, I'm making a statement. God trusts us with an assignment. 
He's trusting us. We, he's put his confidence in us, in his children. He's put his confidence in his people. Amen. And God is accelerating his purposes in the earth. And I feel him pushing us. I feel him. I feel velocity shifting. Come on, somebody. I feel a push of the Holy Spirit and a push from heaven that says keep loving, keep reaching. God is accelerating his grace in the earth, his work in the earth. He's accelerating his love in the earth. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Woo, Pastor Mike, it's 9 o'clock. I just woke up. If this won't wake you up, I don't know what will. Come on. Point number four. Point number four. God's accelerating. Listen, man, God's accelerating his work in the earth. He's accelerating his work in his people. It's God's people. Amen. We're a part of his work. Amen. We're a part of that. God is moving in that frame. Amen. He's working in that area. Acceleration is about miracles. Point number four. Last point. Amen. I'll let you get home to the playoffs. Praise the Lord. That's spiritual stuff right there. Amen. I'll let you get home to the playoffs. Acceleration is about miracles. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. I love how the King James Version says it. It says, now faith. Like right now, like today, like in this moment. Now faith. Anyways, I'll read from the New Living Translation. But Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Amen? Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. The evidence of things we cannot see. It is. Faith, it is the evidence of things we cannot see. So faith deals with unseen reality. When you got a want, you got a desire, you're looking to God for a miracle. You're looking for him to speak. Come on somebody. You we can literally look at it like this. Faith is a conviction of the reality of the things that I don't see. Amen. Faith is a conviction. I know God is going to show up on the other side of this thing. I know he's going to. Amen. And I love this. There are different examples as the worship team comes. I love this. There's different examples given in Hebrews chapter 11, which show that different people expressed their faith in God in different ways. You know why? Because there's not just one way to demonstrate faith in God. Amen. Abel. And right there in the, in the book of Genesis, in the beginning of all time, okay, he shows us with an offering. We've talked about it and discussed it a bit briefly, how God shows us that faith is giving our absolute best unto God. God deserves my first. God deserves my finest. That's what he teaches us in giving our offerings or giving our tithe or giving into missions. God deserves my first. God deserves our finest. Come on, somebody. I don't want my shoes to have the finest thing. On this planet, I want God's kingdom to be about the finest things on this planet. Come on, somebody. Shoes are important. I understand this, okay? Amen. I want to look sharp, Pastor. But does God have your heart? Amen. Time's up. Somebody's telling me time's up. I feel it, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. I'm working. I'm, I'm almost done. Almost done. Hey. We're here to have some fun. Come on, somebody. Delvon, I was thinking about this this week. You know, you always, he, he told me, he goes, hey, he said, he said, Michael, listen, listen, listen. 
He said, you really ended the, the last year on some good jokes, man. Some good jokes. Bro. Bro. Hey. I think about it like this. If everybody gives a little better, the jokes would be better. Come on, somebody. I'm just kidding. That's an old preacher line. Come on. The old country preacher said a few. Anyways. Abel. Where are we at, Lori? Where are we at, Lori? Where were we? Okay, here we go. Enoch shows us that faith is walking with God. Walking with God. It's living a life in constant connection with Him, even when you can't sense Him or feel Him. Listen, sometimes I go to the Word anyways. Nobody asked me. Nobody challenged me. Nobody called me. Pastor Mike, did you read the Word today? You know, my Bible app didn't hit me with a verse of the day and say, hey, have you you read today? You know? Amen. Nobody guilt tripped me. Amen. I just go to the Word because I know that there's life and health and strength and encouragement and inspiration in the Word. Amen. I go anyways. I go to His presence anyways. I get in that time of prayer anyways. That's what Enoch shows us. Noah, Noah shows us that faith, listen, faith is making preparations as though Christ is coming back today. Even when there's seemingly no evidence. People say, well, you know, I don't know that there's all the evidence yet. Listen, listen. Anytime Jesus is coming back for his church, you should have your heart prepared, your mind prepared, your spirit prepared, your home prepared, your neighbors prepared, your community prepared. Amen. Abraham shows us that faith is obeying God even though you may not know where he's leading you. He said, pack all your stuff, Abe. Head on out of here. He said, how, do I, how will I know where to go? God said, I'll show you when you get there. I feel like that. I feel like that right now. I'm in that space. I'll show you when you get there. I'll show you when you get there. But I, I've learned something. When you get into the vein of acceleration, velocity moves. And God says, you're going the right direction. And all of a sudden, instead of you feel like you're pulling, now you feel like you're being pushed. Huh? You feel like there's just a supernatural. It's just, it, it, it's just, it's a drafting. It's like, it's like days of thunder. Y'all don't know nothing about days of thunder. Amen. It's the draft car. You know, God's the draft car, and he's, he's, he's pulling me, pushing me, you know, pulling me along, and then, boom, he's going to send me out. Sarah shows us that faith is receiving God's promise, even when public opinion says, no way can you have a child at your age. Or the doctor says, no way. Could you have a child anyways? God will give you the miracle that you're looking for. may not be wrapped in the way you thought it was going to be wrapped. Come on, somebody. But God can give you the miracle, amen, that he wants you to have. And Moses shows us that faith is living in light of eternity and allowing that focus to affect all of life's decisions. So what we see here is miracle after miracle. Provision after provision. Can I tell you today, God is still a God of miracles. Come on, somebody. If you believe that, will you stand? If you believe that with all your heart, will you stand with me this morning? Hallelujah. As our prayer team comes, you need a miracle. Pastor, I'm praying for a miracle. I'm believing God for a miracle. And through my prayer and through my fasting, Pastor, I've been, I've been reading more and I've been studying more 
to gain a greater relationship with God. That's what we're doing this for. That's what we're into. That's what we're engaged into. I'm reading more. I'm studying more. I'm purposed myself more. Pastor, I want God to touch me in this way. I want him to minister to me in this kind of way, in this, in this kind of aspect. And I'm believing God for a miracle. Listen, we want to pray with you. We want to lay hands on you. If you, would, if you would want us to do that, we want to lay hands on you and agree together with you. That's what Scripture teaches us to do. Scripture says to call for the elders of the church, amen, to lay hands on the sick, anoint them with oil, pray the prayer of faith that God would bring healing, amen, that he'll bring healing. He's talking about that supernatural. He's talking about emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing in your life. You say, Pastor, I want to... I want to pray. I want somebody to lay hands on me as well. I want them to agree with me. Listen, the altars are always open, always open for that. And we love that. We embrace that. We engage that. Amen. This is a non-denominational but a full gospel church. Come on, somebody. Amen. We believe in the power of the word. We believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You say, Pastor, I need God to move in my life, a miracle in my life. I want you to come. We want to pray for you. You can pray right there. I understand that. But I just want you to see for a moment what faith looks like, what faith feels like, stepping out on nothing. And saying, Pastor, I, I'm stepping out because I believe God wants me to stand in for a family member. God wants me to stand in for a healing. Or God wants me to, <clears throat> to pray and to fast for this particular situation. I'm believing God for a miracle. And I remember as we were out in the state of California, we are praying for our worship team. And several of them had come to us privately and said, we're going to pray. We're going to fast this season. We're going to believe God for a child. I remember us crying. Alec and I crying in the office, talking, encouraging each other in that space. And then months later when they come to us, they said, you'll never believe this. I said, oh, I bet I will. Go ahead and talk to me. Go ahead and talk to me. They said, we are pre- my wife's pregnant. We're going to have a child. And we, we were absolutely and utterly blown away. We believe God's going to continue to perform miracles in his city. Amen. In, in, in this community, in your life. Amen. You say, Pastor, I, I believe in God for a miracle. We want to pray with you. We want to lay hands on you. We want to we know that God's going to touch you. And as we sing, as we worship a moment, maybe you don't want to uh, come up to to the front and pray that's okay just slip your hands up and just worship just take a few moments to worship and just honor God in this place and in this space just for a few moments can we do it